Well, hello there. Welcome to the City Rev Life podcast. My name is Justin. I'm here with Pastor Roby, and we are just excited to be able to dig into a new series that we're going to be talking through. It's called Tough Questions. Yeah, and I think especially tough questions if you are someone that has been walking with the Lord, you would call yourself a Christian. These questions probably have come up at some point on your journey, but also if you're someone who's like, look, I'm not really sure that I'm uh, would call myself a Christian or I, I I'm interested, but I have a lot of spiritual questions. Mm-hmm. I think this also would be, uh, we hope to cover some questions that you may have and just bring some clarity to things. Yeah. And so to set up the question we're tackling today, mm-hmm. uh, let's walk through a couple of the scenarios where this question rises up to the surface and really be- becomes real to many of the people who perhaps are watching or listening. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of times when you're journeying um, spiritually, and let's say you've been going to church, and I think a common one that I would think of is there's a scenario in which maybe uh, maybe you're a young adult and you grew up at church and mm-hmm. you had other friends that went to youth group yeah. and you remember ha- talking with them in your small group, your tribe. You remember camps together. You did camps together yeah. and you were on fire for Jesus. They were on fire for Jesus. Right. You talked about Jesus and then you both went to kind of a little bit separate ways, but you kept in touch and you went off to college and you find out that mm-hmm. Your friend is not only maybe not really going to church, maybe not following with Jesus, but following Jesus, maybe not living in a way that they were once committed to live. But maybe all of a sudden now they're even saying, look, I'm not sure what they believe that what that they believe anymore. They're not sure what they believe. And so maybe they're kind of they're kind of deconstructing what they had once kind of built about Jesus. They're kind of like breaking it apart. And now yeah. they're asking questions that you never thought they asked before. And maybe you're trying to make sense of that. You're trying to understand, you know, is this person saved and then all of a sudden unsaved? Mm -hmm. And then that brings about a a larger question. Can you lose salvation once you find it? That's a scenario I'm thinking. I'm sure you can probably think of others as well. Yeah. I also think of the scenario where there's uh, that person that has a desire to honor God, has a sincerity uh, and wanting to please God and feels like they're constantly teetering. Maybe there's a struggle that they have, a temptation that they're prone to give into, or maybe they're just some deep-seated insecurities that they have, Mm. and they constantly flounder between, man, God is pleased with me, God is not pleased with me, you know? And then maybe even in a church service, uh, a preacher will give an opportunity to, to put your faith in Jesus. And sometimes preachers will use language like, if you don't know that you know that you know that you're saved, or if you, you know, if you got hit by a bus tomorrow, you don't know where you'd end up. And I think a lot of people who have this sincere desire to honor God keep finding themselves again and again in a place yeah. where they don't know. And so they're like, okay, I'll pray the prayer again. Let me get baptized again just to make sure I really meant it. Yeah. Yeah. Or, and, and I think that's a, that's a big one. I think people just want to know, uh, they, they don't want to live in fear. They don't want to have kind of this looming, um, insecurity right. about their, about their salvation. It's assurance is what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Maybe, and maybe they walked away for a few years, you know, maybe they followed Jesus and then all of a sudden for a few years, they walked away. Maybe they're mad at God. Maybe something happened. They stopped going to church and they wonder like, well, what happened? Am I okay? And sometimes their fear of wondering if they've lost their salvation, yeah. sometimes that keeps them from coming back, which is really, you know, that's very sad. Yeah. So, yeah. so the thing, the, the answer ends up becoming the thing that yeah. keeps them away. So what we're going to do to handle this 
question is we're going to do what we always do, which is to look at scripture. Yes. And there's kind of an anchor text that, uh, Roby, you'll start out. And so we're going to just be exploring several key passages, looking at this topic systematically at a couple different areas in the New Testament that address this question, can you lose your salvation? So why don't you kick us off and open up with uh, John? Yeah, so I there's one key passage, and, and I would just say, let's just start with this idea. The Bible is very clear that if you're a follower of Christ, you don't want to live in a, in fear. Like that's mm-hmm. not of God. If you're living in perpetual fear, we have kind of an awe of God. And sometimes in scripture it says fear of the Lord, but that means like we're awestruck by who God is. Right. Um, but we're not supposed to live in a spirit of fear. And so let's just start with that. What do we do if sometimes we're afraid we're not saved? And so hopefully this will either, if you have not put your faith in Jesus, this will give you the clear path to what salvation looks like and how to be saved. Mm-hmm. If you have put your faith in Jesus, this will hopefully put your mind at ease so that you um, can know the answer to the question, can you lose your salvation? And so here's the, the anchor text, I think. And there's several we're going to give you, but here's one, John chapter 10 verses 28 and 29. This is Jesus speaking his own words. He says this, I give them eternal life and they will never perish Mm. and no one will snatch them out of my father's hand, out of my hand. My father has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of the father's hand. And so I love just the Mm. clarity of that. Jesus is saying, my followers, I've given them eternal life they will not ever perish. In other words, when their earthly life ends, they will live on forever in eternal life. And he says, no one can take them out of my father's hand. They're, it's like, imagine the almighty and how powerful almighty God is. And imagine just the power of something being in his hand, the hand that upholds the universe. And he says, Jesus says, my followers are in his hand no one can take my my followers out of his hand. And so I, I love that beautiful metaphor of of uh, for for keeping your salvation. You cannot lose it. Why? Because you're in God's hand. And, and by the way, um, if you're in God's hand, not only can someone not snatch you out of God's hand, but I love mm-hmm. that it's the how how is it that we're going to keep our salvation? It's not even by the fact that we're holding on to God. It's yeah. first and foremost, he's holding on to us. Mm-hmm. And it's because of his character, not our character, that we keep our salvation. And we'll see that more as we dig into some of these other verses. Yeah. And even the f- simple fact um, that Jesus is the one who gives salvation. Yes. If he's the giver of salvation, it doesn't say we're the attainers of yes. salvation. He's the giver of it. And it's on him to bestow it. And so that beautiful imagery he's using there as the good shepherd, he's he's able to watch over his sheep and he knows his sheep. Um, take us through John 6. John 6. Yeah, so uh, just another verse. Uh, I'm going to read two, one, one out of John 6 and then one out of the, the epistle, 1 John. Um, and let me just read these quickly. There's a lot of scriptures we could talk about, but John 6, 37 through 40. Again, Jesus just in another place saying something similar. And I, I, we're going to list a lot of scriptures just so you know that this is not just one thing listed one where, one spot in, in scripture. This is all mm-hmm. throughout the New Testament about uh, can you lose your salvation? Mm-hmm. No. The answer is no. Once someone is truly saved, they cannot lose their salvation. And we're going to unpack that. 
Um, John 6, 37 through 40 says, all that the father gives me will come to me and whoever Mm -hmm. comes to me, I will never cast out for I have come down for heaven from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my father that everyone who looks on the son and believes in him should have eternal life and I will raise him up on the last day. Once again, this goes back to what we believe about the sovereign power of God. Mm-hmm. He, God has an agenda. He sent Jesus on a rescue mission to save, to save us and all of those who are given to Jesus. He will raise us up on the last day. It's based on the power in, uh, of God and the power of, of Jesus to fulfill his rescue mission. He will save us. And with that, we get to 1 John 5, 11 through 13. And, and this is just, you can see John, the pastor coming out. This yeah. is John writing these words and he's writing it to believers. And so I, I want you to feel pastored here by by the disciple John, Mm -hmm. who was one of the closest individuals to Jesus. Hear what he says. And this is the testimony that God gave us eternal life. And this life is in his son. Now listen to this. It's so simple. Whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have the son does not have life. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. Mm -hmm. You know, if there's one verse in here that I would recommend you put to memory, there's a lot of good ones in here, but it would probably be that one. First John 5, 11 through 13. And especially if you're someone that has really dealt with a lot of insecurity and fear of whether you're losing your salvation or you feel this need to repay, repray Mm -hmm. the salvation prayer, memorize this because here's what he's saying. Salvation is not the son plus something else. Mm -hmm. It's not Jesus plus living a perfectly godly, pure, holy life. Salvation is just about Jesus. It's Mm -hmm. just Jesus. And so he says, if you have Jesus, if your faith is in Jesus to save you, then you know you have salvation. And, And basically what he says at the end is, since you can know you have eternal life, just be at rest. Have have such faith in the person of Jesus that your heart is at rest. I have Jesus so that I know that I'm saved. And, and this really, and I'll, I'll say this uh, the last point here, I'll kick it back over to you, Justin, but this is really the, the logic of this question. If salvation is not by works, I don't do, it's not that I do mm-hmm. good, righteous things to get my salvation. I only get it by the work of Jesus if that's how I get salvation through the uh, accepting the work of Jesus, mm. then I can't lose my salvation by works. If I didn't get it by works, I can't lose it by works. It's just about the son. It's about having Jesus. And so uh, this is, th- these passages are written so that we can be at rest. Right. So just to recap what I'm hearing from these passages of scripture and you explaining them is a couple of things. Number one, there's some very explicit language that just says things like, if you're in my hands, I'm not letting go. No one can snatch you out of my hand. Mm-hmm. Also, you're in the father's hand. No one can take you out of his hand. I'm hearing things like whoever has the son has life. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also hearing uh, this principle of 
the nature or the outflow of salvation by grace, yeah. uh, our understanding of how we are saved, the natural logical outflow of that then is we are sustained by grace. Yes. God keeps us by grace. Uh, we are in his hands. And so holistically, scripture says in, in very uh, clear terms, he's got us in his hands. We can't be lost if we're in the in the Father's hands. And at the same time, mm-hmm. we've been saved as an act of grace by God, not based on what we've done. And so therefore, how could something we do get us unsaved yeah. if he has saved us and rescued That's us? That's really well put. Yeah, okay. Exactly. I also think about just in a little while, we'll get practical and talk through some of those questions. I just, as you were sharing, I thought of like how confusing it would be for a child if they constantly lived in the state of not knowing whether their dad loves them. Mm. Just does my dad love me? No, he doesn't love me. No. Well, I'm good. Oh, maybe he does love me because I had a good day, but then the next day they have a bad day. So why would our father in heaven want to keep us in this Mm. perpetual state of, of trauma of like, Oh, is he pleased with me? Is he not pleased with me? You know, am I getting his approval? Do I not have his approval? And what these passages make clear, no, if you have the son, you have life. You're, you're in your father's hands. Yes. That's, that's great. I, I think we should be at rest with our salvation but you're taking it a step further in our relationship with God. And I think that's right on. I mean, we, it's not only that we have our salvation is secure, but our acceptance in God's sight is secure. Yeah, that's good. Any other places you'd point us to? Yeah. So this answers so far the question of, can I send my way out of salvation? Can I, can I go like off track? And that's going to bring up another question of, so if I'm saved by Jesus, then can I just do whatever I want and just sin however I, I want? You know what that sounds like? Hmm. A great idea for another podcast. Exactly. And so I'm going <laughs> to leave you on the hook because that's one of the things we're going to hit in this in our in our series. Um, so there, there's a really important answer to that question. But so far we've talked about like, you know, you can't, you didn't get it by works. You can't lose it by works. You can get salvation by works. You can't lose it by works. But what about the person that then says, well... I'm not sure I believe in Jesus anymore. And that's where I think these next passages are important. And really what I want to, I'm going to just rattle through a bunch of these scriptures. And what's important is to hear that there are multiple different biblical authors represented. We've been looking at the biblical author of John, but you're going to hear from Paul. You're going to hear from Jude, from the author of Hebrews, from Peter. And I want you to see just cover to cover through the New Testament, especially it talks about this. So listen to this, these verses. This is 1 Corinthians 1, 8, 9. Um, who will sustain you to the end? This is talking about Jesus. Who will sustain you to the end, guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ? God is faithful by whom you were called into fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Mm-hmm. In other words, God is the one who's going to sustain you. Okay, Paul yeah. says that. Now listen to what Jude says. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to mm-hmm. present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. Once again, It is God who's going to keep you blameless. He's Mm -hmm. going to keep you on the right path. Philippians 1, 6. And I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion in the day of Jesus. It's God who's keeping you in that Mm -hmm. process of coming to completion. Um, Hebrews 12, 2. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus not only founded your faith, it's not that he founded it and you're perfecting it. He founded it and he's perfecting it. He's the author and perfecter. Um, how about this one? First Peter 1, 5. 
who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. You're being guarded. God Mm -hmm. is guarding you, watching over you. And the idea here is um, God the Father is willing willing you to be saved. Jesus Christ, his work is sufficient to cover all of your sins, past, present, Mm -hmm. and future. And the Holy Spirit is living inside of you, and he will keep you on the path to salvation. It's on God's power to ensure your salvation from beginning to end, um, not on our power. So we rest in God's might, God's holiness, Mm -hmm. God's sovereignty, God's, uh, God's sufficiency for our salvation, not our own power. And one last um, scripture that I think just kind of brings all of that really, really explicit is Romans 8, 29 through 30. And it says this, for though those whom he foreknew, that's God, those who he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And then watch this. He talks about cover to cover, beginning to end your salvation. Those whom he predestined, he also called those whom he called. He also justified those whom he justified. He also glorified. It walks through every part of your salvation from the beginning when he thought of saving you to the end one day when you are in heaven in your perfect glorified body. It is God's doing beginning to end. And um, that is the power of his salvation in, in our lives. And so believer, can you lose your salvation? Someone who is truly saved is once and for all saved because God is that powerful. Um, God, the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit are mm-hmm. that powerful and active in your life. Yeah, that's good. And so hopefully by now, as you've been listening and processing this, you're encouraged from Scripture, the clarity of this statement from Scripture. Let's talk through some of the practical ways yeah. we interact with this. I think also a helpful point to to clarify as well is there are places in Scripture, and First John included, where we're called to examine ourselves, yeah. test ourselves to see whether we are in the faith. So yeah. by this, we're not saying that it's uh, that it's unhealthy to just do a deep dive and do Psalm one thirty nine, search me, God, yeah. you know, help me to see. There's a reason why those yeah. commands are in Scripture. Um, so just how would you say, what's that right balance where we don't mm-hmm. drift into complete insecurity and identity crisis? Does he love me? Does he care about me? Am I saved? Am I not saved? How do you balance that yeah. also with, we also don't want to lead someone who's not in the faith and thinking that simply yeah. by means of their church attendance or yeah. some loose, I'm cool with Jesus to yeah. comfort them into believing that, oh, they're secure in his, in his hand. Yeah, and there's that passage, you know, you will know them by their fruit. And that's a passage, like you said, that's for self-diagnostic yeah. diagnosis. Yeah. It's not to go around judging other people. Right. Um, it's for us to look at our own lives. Um, and I would just say a, a healthy balance would be if someone is struggling with, I'm not sure that I'm saved. Well, then first of all, it's usually only if, if you care, that's a first indicator that you are a believer. Um, if you care, yeah, if someone there's concern, there's concern and you care and you have an, a, a, a sense of the gravity. But then I think what the diagnosis is, is on what basis mm-hmm. do I believe that I am saved? And the only answer, there's only one answer because there's only one name in heaven and on, on earth and under the earth by which someone can be saved. When I stop and say, 
well, how do I know I'm saved? And I say, because of Jesus. I've simply put my faith in Jesus. It's not my church attendance. It's not my pure lifestyle. It's not my prayers. It's not my generosity. It's not kindness. It's not whatever. It's not integrity. It's it. Those things flow out of my salvation, but I'm saved because of Jesus. And I think at, at one point, if someone can answer that and believe that, then that should give a security that goes on, uh, goes forward in their life, and they don't need to keep ans- asking that yeah. question over and over. That's helpful. That's helpful. Okay. Well, what about? Let's answer the question about that individual who has a friend, someone that they know. I mean, yeah. there's even examples in Scripture. I think of is it Hymenaeus? It's someone in Paul's letters where mm. Paul talks about how someone was once among us, but now they walk as enemies yeah. of the cross of Christ. So this is not like a new thing. Yeah. This has been happening since the beginning or Jesus's parable of the sower. Right. Or in some scenarios, the moment that the cares of this world pop up, yep. they're, they're out, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so how, how do you just respond pastorally to the person who, you know, someone they know they yeah. care about seems to have walked away and claims no allegiance to Jesus? Yeah. You know, how do you respond? You know, uh, that's very hard. And what I would say is um, there are scenarios where, so, like the parable of the sower tells us that someone uh, was was in the fellowship but never really put their faith in Jesus. And so we're never going to be able to determine that. You know, maybe yeah. they weren't truly saved to begin with and walked away like it talks about in the parable of the sower. But that's not really between, that's between them and God. Yeah. Um, but I would say the better place to be is, um, is hopeful. Like for example, another scenario would be a parent, perhaps a child. Now this is, this is common for, for parents. They raise their child up to know Jesus. And then one day become a young adult, young adult, go off to college or whatever and walk away for a season. And, and I think whether it's a friend, whether it's a child, uh, it could even be a mentor, um, that, that at times that sometimes it was a spiritual leader. I mean, sometimes it can get really difficult and challenging. And here's what I would just say. You don't know the end of the story yet. Yeah. You're still in the middle of the story. And, you know, you trust that God is Mm. at work in their life. God is at work. You keep praying. You keep being present. You keep encouraging. You keep being accepting. Maybe you need Mm. to speak truth in their life. But I think you just wait and you and you trust. And of all of those scenarios we talked about, I think the hardest is a parent who's watching a child. And I think that's why the scripture gives the principle when you uh, raise up a child in a way they should go and when they grow old that they will not depart from it and i think um you just keep trusting that the lord loves your child more than you do Mm -hmm. and keep trusting that that through your tears and through your your prayers that that god um has a plan that they're working out and you just keep being a loving accepting truthful presence in their life yeah yeah that is such a challenge to to experience that the people we love and to have that ache and that burden, but allowing that to be our cue for prayer and love and to take the posture of, of Jesus who uh, was welcoming and inviting in of people who were different than he was, who didn't believe as, as he believed. All right. Super helpful. Hopefully for those of you who are navigating seasons where maybe some, some of those scenarios we just shared really touched close to home it's our hope and desire that this content, this these passages of scripture have been helpful and encouraging to your faith. Know that God is able, he can sustain you, and there is no one too far that he can't reach. And so I uh, hope that that blesses you today, and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the City Rev Life podcast. 
Thank you for joining us on City Rev Life. You can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review wherever you're listening to this. And we love it when you share it with your friends on social media. For more videos and content, go ahead and check us out at cityrev.org slash podcast or download our City Rev Church app. Have a great day.